Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning, the following program is the officially sanctioned podcast where three friends talk about the show about four friends who compete to embarrass each who other. To embarrass who each compete other. to embarrass each other. Joker podcast. Go! Oh, yes. theme music again. I love you it. You like the theme music, don't you, Shay? New theme I music. We got a new host, a new theme music. We're sprucing up the pod. That's me. Uh, I'm Casey Jost. I'm James McCarthy. I'm Shay Deberry. And this is the official Impractical Jokers podcast. Uh, very excited to have you here. Great episode. Coming out strong. Episode two of season nine. Yeah, welcome to Murr's Bachelor Party, everybody. How was that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty insane. I loved it, <laughs> personally. I mean, yeah, me, me too, me too. I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to all the dirty deeds uh, uh, that happened later on in the uh, punishment. But uh, we'll jump to these challenges. And I, we were just talking a second ago about, you know, the uh, we and we talked about this. We touched upon this last time about. Like what we filmed during COVID and what we filmed before COVID. Yeah. And this episode has a nice mix. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, this first bit was actually, I think it was one of the first ones we shot uh, during COVID. And it was like, again, another one that we just thought was like pretty COVID friendly. This is of course with their photographers outside at, is that Snug Harbor, Casey? That is Island? Snug Harbor. Yeah. And Q comes out right away and he's like, Staten Island, this is what I want people to think of. So <laughs> funny, funny fact, I think I may have mentioned this before because we filmed there a good amount and the Joker's yeah. Museum. Uh, I don't know if any of our listeners had been there. I, I think a lot have. The Joker's Museum was at Snug Harbor. Oh, uh, Q crushed the eggs. Yes, that's where I had to lie to a bunch of kids and say there that's were right. turtle eggs about to hatch and Q <laughs> smashes them on his head and smashes their dreams. And then, yeah, I think there's been some other stuff we've done there for sure. Um, all, all types of like galas and, and, and things that we've been there for, you know, the Jokers have been honored on Staten Island a bunch of times because they're like kind of local legends. But um, I used to work at Snook Harbor and cut all that grass. And that I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that whole area there like kind of didn't exist. That's like kind of where... I would like eat lunch in like an empty field and then they pull all that stuff there, but it looks like it's been there forever. Well, the building, had, there's a building in the background that had right. been there for a long time and that was like dilapidated and they like cleaned it all up. It's beautiful. Snug Harbor is huge, Casey. You had to like mow the whole, not, not every. Yes. Every, every inch of grass. That place is huge. And so we have, huge. Yeah, we have like riding mowers. If you want to think of a good punishment, it's like be in, be in high school and sit on a riding mower all summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst farmer job. tan going. <laughs> you like my complexion. I love it. <laughs> it was so bad. Like I, I would weed whack and I would like, like you know trim bushes and stuff like all kinds of stuff if you if you know who i am you know that that's doesn't seem like it's in my wheelhouse but i learned it all yeah that seems like a rough job a lot 
Uh, this job's a lot better. You get to try to figure out how to, uh, you know, embarrass your bosses and stuff on TV and what kind of <laughs> crazy stuff we can make them do. I like, I like this gig a lot better than uh, doing the ride. Fun, fun, real quick. Fun fact is I did that for three years, three summers and yeah. uh, Joe Ambrosio didn't have a job. He needed a job. So I said, Hey, come work here. He quit after one day. <laughs> he worked one day and, and didn't come back. That's how tough. That's how tough it was. That Joe Ambrosio couldn't even handle it, folks. He's got a white eyebrow and a white glove. That's our Joe Ambrosio. <laughs> that's him. That's him. But yeah, this is beautiful. I, what a great place! And Joe, Joe Papio is back again to loan us the cameras and give us some credibility. That's right. That's I rock the shot, right? That's his, yes. uh, his Insta handle and stuff. He, I mean, that guy. He you see him? He pops out in Q's turn there as the uh, the paparazzo yeah. uh, for Q or his former assistant. Uh, Papio's been on tour with the guys a bunch. It, it, again, like if you check out his Instagram and stuff, you can just see a bunch of photos of the guys all around the world, right? Right. If, they've, if you've been on the cruise, you've definitely seen Papio on a cruise. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, honestly, like him doing a little bit is like just that's the way that this this kind of challenge should always be. Like a little quick Papio pop in. A Papio pop in is what we call it. Yeah. Well, pop in. We need pop in. Yeah. I mean, he's our. <laughs> yeah. He's our photographer. Anytime we do this photography bit, we need him uh, to give us the green light and his cameras. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much, Joe Papio, for doing that. And uh, I mean, I, I love Q's turn here. I mean, yeah, I mean, aside from him talking about how this is better than Versailles, which uh, Sal kind of <laughs> swats down there. I mean, uh, you're here, which means you haven't Googled me was an all-timer. I really like yeah. that line. Paparazzo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, mean, I, I, you know, I just recently, this is so, such a tangent, but I recently watched like the Britney documentary. So it's very fresh yeah. in my mind that I'm mad at the paparazzi. So when they said that, I was like, oh. Hey, I haven't forgiven them for Princess Di, man. I'm I know. You. I'm with you right yeah, there. We, we got to take them down a notch. Uh, but then <laughs> I, I really love also this, uh, the ghost blinked was a, uh, was a fun part of that. Very fun. And, yeah. and a great, you know, a great um, refusal, which was like, the ghost looks great. You not so much is, it's a pretty class. It's a, that's a good, that's a good in the moment refusal. That's nice. I, you know what? Like I thought Q was not going to make it through there when I saw that there was like a young, attractive person in there with him. I'm like, the guys are going to make him say something. He's not going to want to say it. He's going to get embarrassed. It's kind of his weakness a lot of time. Like he, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I would say, I would say that if, if, if at the top of it, Ed, he said, say this, the ghost right. looks good. You don't, but they were turning the screws for a little while. You could tell she was getting upset. She was like, are you kidding? Like she was, <laughs> which I love. I love like, you know, a Mark, as we call it. Like I love a Mark that kind of gets a little like vocally upset. And oh yeah. You can even tell she was like fed up with like his BS photography skills. She's like, all right, I'm basically going to start directing this. And yeah. the guys played into this and like just made him cue the most like obsequious guy in this challenge. It was really fun. Yeah. Shay, was this like a, like in terms of like the, the COVID shoots, this was like a pretty relaxing one in terms of like, you're just at a, you're at Snug Harbor in a beautiful environment and the guys are like just taking photos of people, right? It was more relaxed than most locations because yeah. we're outside, mm -hmm. but we still had this huge tent. Right. Like a lot of people don't know this day, we had a, a tent company come in the morning of to build a tent, but they were two hours late. <laughs> so we were actually like at least two to three hours late in shooting this bit. Wow. I actually, so I, don't know. I actually do remember, I actually came to set this day. Yeah, you did. That was one of your first days back on set. Yeah. I, I, remember. For, I forget why exactly. Maybe it was, maybe we were doing... I don't know. I'm not sure. Because you wanted always... to see me, Casey. Casey, that's you why. wanted I, to yeah, see me. That's why I forgot. I, like, came, I just came to see you. On. That's right. I, I didn't even know we were filming. 
Well, I just saw your sister. I have you on my find my find my friend on my iPhone, and uh, <laughs> I just I just stalk you. So we need a, we need a new tent guy. Anybody? Any fans? If you have a tent, you want to come meet the Jokers? Let us know. <laughs> we need a, we need a new guy. tent guy next season. We're gonna get so many tent requests. Ten people. <laughs> so many ten people. It was so crazy because it was like this, like this dad, and it was either the dad and the uncle, like the dad and the son, or like the uncle and and nephew type of thing. But they looked like they had like a rough night the night before. <laughs> and like I was like, okay, cool, they're still partying, and I love it. I always love that we get we order from the restaurant that I used to work at, which is so funny because we're already at a place I used to work at, and then we always order Marie's Gourmet when yes. we were like shooting in Staten Island because they think they're good at like big orders. And so it's oh, nice. Like I get a little, that was funny. Cause like I'm working at, I'm, I'm working and then I'm at the job I used to work at. And then the food came from the place I used to work at. So it's like <laughs> trifecta. That's great, man. Uh, so Joe's turn. Uh, we got uh, the hat and glasses. Amazing. A real Elvis Costello look. I feel like. Yeah. He looks good. The white hair that's coming out on the sides was really popping. That's like if the Gattos never left Italy. If they, if he was like from like Florence or Venice, maybe yeah. I, I could see Joe wearing that all the time. That's like a very European ghetto look. Yeah. Drinking non-alcoholic wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love also the line that, you know, the glasses are fake, but the hat's prescription. <laughs> Loved it, man. I mean, this whole turn, I mean, Joe's cracking me up uh, for the kids out there. Uh, a fart knocker. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a term that I think was mostly in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, insult. Uh, you know, the guys brought it back here. Uh, it's just a, kind of like, a, how, how would you say it? What is a fart knocker? What is the etymology of that? Anybody? Shay? I don't even know what a fart knocker is. I, I know. Like it's from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I fart don't know. Knocker. Like, Because what, like, you know, a fart, right? Obviously, we know what that is. Yeah. But then to knock a fart. Fart knocker. Yeah, one knock knocks farts. Yeah, maybe it's a maybe person. A, yeah, go on, Shay. I knock your fart? I, I don't know. Like, you fart, I, like, I don't, a fart knocker? It's probably just like, you know, silly words. Maybe it's together. like a competition. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's good. Oh, <laughs> That's really? the best I got. We got to like research that. Yeah. I mean, that coupled with Reek, love calling uh, Gatto Reek there, goes well, pairs well with Fart Knocker. This was a packed turn, you know, as, yeah. we, as, we, as we say. Like a, it, it's just so, there's so much going on. Like, even, here's, here's what I love about Joe. Like, Joe has this ability to be like, they say something like, ask the guy if he could, you know, get his hand and pull out one of the fish. And Joe flips that to, you think he could barehand a koi? You know, like that's so funny. Like that he that he figures out a way to like you know gata size it and turn yeah. it into bare barehand a koi. It, it, there's always that specificity to it to gata that I like. That's a, from his old improv chops. He always tries to get very specific with whatever he says, and it always makes things funnier. I think. I agree. That's that's yeah. like a special ability he has that he could he could you know, kind of run it through his brain and make it come out even funnier. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, man. Yeah, no, I loved I loved his whole turn. Uh, and same thing. I mean, this whole challenge, I'm a big fan of the model photography one over here. Uh, but Murray, Murray's Mur great. Uh, this, uh, whole like side saddle running next to the Mark. who's like galloping through like, so funny. Versailles or Staten Island Versailles over here. The Greek God in the bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So fun. And then Dan cast emerging from the hedges. Yes. I, I wondered, how long was cast in the hedges? Do you know Shay? Cast was in the hedges for a good 15 minutes. But oh, I think sure. he liked it. I think you liked it. He's so he's so game. Like, I, all right. So in this one, you don't really get to see him, but I, I think some of the super fans would would know who Dan Cast is. He's been a priest. He's been he's been a lot of different things. And if um, you can't picture him, he's like the brawny paper towel guy. Just picture that. <laughs> he's in. You know, he's definitely in. He's like prominent in Murr's punishment, where he's closing laptops. He's like there. 
he's just the best. And this is, this is something that like, they didn't tell him to go slow with the water bottle. He just like had the instinct to pull it back. And I think that might be my favorite moment of the entire episode is when the water <laughs> bottle, like, like, you know, retracts slowly. It's so funny. It's such a small detail, but it's exactly what I find funny. I texted him immediately. Uh, Dan Cass's comedic timing is always on point. Dan Cass is funny. He's funny as hell. His stories are crazy. Yeah. Dick has always had stories, by the way. Yeah. He he's he he came in a little later in terms of like like the three of us have been here on yeah. the show longer. Dan came like what? What do you think, Shay? Four or five? Um, he was season four. Season four? Yeah. And season four. I mean, there's no looking back. It's it's just he's such a fun addition. Yeah. What a like, lovely, lovely guy. And he can dunk a basketball. Not anymore, but he has in his lifetime. So <laughs> you gotta give credit where credit's due. I think that's why he got hired. Yeah, I think so. That was uh, you know, definitely part of his interview. Uh I, it reminded me though, do you remember when Sal did his bog monster punishment? Yeah. And another bog monster came up at the end yes. to like mess with him. That was Jay Miller in that bog monster yes. suit. Yeah. But he was in that bog for like an hour. Yes. Basically, because he had to wait for the tour to come up. Oh, I felt so bad. So he had to be in there before Sal got in there. So like nobody saw him. Yeah, he was in that hot, disgusting, dirty swamp, like longer than Sal was for his punishment. When you have to be on deck for a bit, yeah. it's it can be uncomfortable. Like, oh, yeah. um, you know, like our, our buddy Megan Rico had had been like on the side of, of bits before. And yeah. we literally had a greased up boy. Uh, um, the greased up boy that was watching <laughs> Homeland all day at the uh, turquoise <laughs> ring punishment. I think we've talked about before, but I mean, again, that the guys are selling a turquoise ring. Eventually Q sells it to his pizza place. But we, there was bits that the guys had that they wanted to do. And some bits they never got to. And one was having a greased up boy who was an 18 year old man. Who's just a boy and like he's a man, like a, like a, like a 20 year old, like, you know, I, I like, to, I'm 35. So I'm going to say a 20 year old kid who yeah, is exactly. in a speedo. He had not been greased up yet, which is nice. Like <laughs> if we greased him up like pre uh, preemptively, but he was down, he was in a speedo with like a, um, like a, a robe on all day sitting watching Homeland while like every production's running around, like getting like the heat lamps going and stuff. And he was supposed to run into the room, grab the ring and the guys had to catch him like just a greased up guy. That would have been the bit, uh, but it was going so well. And the guys were like, Murr and Joe were laughing so much. And they, and the, there was just, they forgot about the boy. Uh, they yeah. never got, so the boy never made it. He just sat there and he got paid for a day to just watch Homeland on his uh, iPhone. I love that. That's, that's so funny. Like, you know, the fact that it got cut too, it, like if, if, if he had done it, and got paid, that would be one thing for sure. And he'd be like, yeah. people would be like, you know, on TV. But I think it's even funnier for him to be like, I was supposed to be a greased up boy. I sat around watching Homeland, <laughs> I got paid and I never got used. Actually, that's actually, we should turn that into a Joker's bit. Like how long will somebody sit around <laughs> and not get used? Oh, that's good. I mean, who doesn't want to be lubed up watching Homeland <laughs> get paid for it? <laughs> that's that any day, come on. Who doesn't want what, to? I mean, the funny thing to me though is like, how many fans say like, oh man, I wish I was on set. I wish I got to see like everything like before it gets cut out. Yeah. This kid was on set. They usually get offered like headphones and stuff. They could watch what's going on on the other monitors. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to watch Homeland. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Selling a ring? Nah, I'm cool. When I had to do like one of the first times I was on the show is when I did the um, the drums for, Sal's, yeah. for Sal at, the, uh, at Sam Ash. And that was similar where, I mean, it was definitely not being greased up or sitting in a bush, but I just to sit with the drum until they told me to like sneak in. Cause they, you know, in between they wanted to like, you know, you know, let, let it not happen one after another. It got cut that way. 
but there was probably like five, 10 minutes in between each one. So I just had to sit there with the snare drum and then like sneak in and do a rim so shot. Funny. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the cameos on our show, you just have to be ready to go at a moment's notice. And like, it's again, we're just not a normal TV show. Right? We're doing all yeah. this stuff in the public. So you're just like, sometimes like sitting in like a closet in a supermarket or something waiting to pop out, but you can't hear anything and you're just right. like meditating or whatever. And then you hear like, go, go, go. And you have to like jump out onto the floor, do your rim shot and leave. I think we've even like put Rob Emmer into the fat crow outfit and not used it. Like we oh. put him in makeup and then. Yeah. Go, he's at every bit. Oh, he's, always, he's at every, he's there every single day on set. Yeah. Crazy either Rob or Roy Emmer is there ready to pop out for sure. <laughs> All right. And then we got Sal's turn and uh, it's so funny watching him try to use a camera. He's so bad at technology that he's like, wow, this is fancy. <laughs> it's yeah. It's great. I mean, uh, I love all of it. This turn was packed, man. This turn was tough. I, I'm I surprised was, he got through. I agree. I was just yeah. about to say the same. I agree. Like, I mean, starting off like with with uh, he, him, fat and jazzy. <laughs> great adjectives for Sal. I don't think he's that fat personally, uh, but I love it. You know, the guys are always going to make him feel that way. Shane, yeah. do you remember what, what happened when Q was feeding this to Sal? Do you want me to lie? Do you want me to tell the truth? Truth. Hit us with the truth. <laughs> no, I was probably... Bothering Dan Cass. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Uh, all right. So, so I, the, the, what happened was, and um, and this happens once in a while. Q couldn't get it out. Couldn't get out. He him like you know, and a fat and jazz. He kept saying like Faz and Jad and and Fatty or like you know Fat Faz and J- Jad and Jad and Fazzy. Like he just like <laughs> it was like one of those things, and he kept taking the line over and over again. And Sal had heard it now like three times. <laughs> But like, you know, then he finally got, a, you know, nice and clear and uh, they moved on, you know, but it's funny when like a moment like that happens. And then because I was there and you probably see this constantly, Shay, because you're on set every time, but you see someone make a mistake and they try it and get, you know, it again and again. And once in a while we keep it in, like there was an intro where Sal couldn't get the line and, and Gato just kept it all in. Yeah. It's, it's usually Mur, but I do remember that sound. But it's usually Mur. It's usually, oh yeah, it's all yeah, it's almost always Mur. I want to say, did it? Ha- it might have happened this episode too. I'm not sure, but I want to say it happened this episode. But it's well, usually Mur. In the next bit, he had the thing where he's like lit. You know, he says like lit. <laughs> you know, I, I think I wrote that intro, and I remember like <laughs> taking liberties with it. And usually, like they change when we write an intro, they usually change it and make it their own. And that one, yep. they like kept all those words in, like lit and. You know, like these Looney Tunes. Oh, uh, yeah. The cartoon gestures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one. Oh, but for Sal, yeah, I mean, that the pronouns are tough, but the next thing, I know. Hoping you'd be completely shaven is not a weird thing to say to a guy that showed up. That's a normal thing, right, Case? If you go to a shoot and someone's like, oh, you have stubble, like, all right, I thought you're going to be clean shaven for this one, whatever. So it's completely like, I love when the guys shaven. do that. So it's like you take a thing that's not a big deal to say to a specific type of person, this like a guy. Now we're to say that saying that to a woman, I, I was like almost like, did they have to bleep that? What does that mean? <laughs> like, and what did Sal do? That was key. Made the it better. The little hand movement. The hand movement for the head. Oh, so he still said the line yes. the guys gave him, but they had the genius move of just that, just that little thing of like just that like I thought you towards your head. I thought you'd be yeah. completely shaven, and he just puts his hand like that, and then it it allows it. It makes it not creepy it makes it not dirty and i think that's like really that's like you know that's season nine now they're getting good they get, <laughs> you know and then you're not gonna get sal yeah and, and when, when when he goes he goes uh hey you know like he's like oh you know siri fireballed model and or fire model and then and joe's like fireballed model <laughs> it's so good it's like i love when they pile on and like you know it's like that true improvised nature of like this no actually make it this 
know? It's great, man. I I enjoy it. And but like, how bad does modeling sound like it must be? This woman didn't bat an eye at all. She's like, yeah, I guess that person got fired. Whatever. Oh, eat grass. Yeah, I've been asked to do that before. No big deal. I I know. I mean, I, I've been on some like you know just in the the small acting experience I've had. Like I've had some some you know bad things like where it's like you're in the cold or like you you know you have to I have to do a I had to do like a pool scene and it was a, uh, it was like November. They had kept the pool open and the yeah. pool water was, you know, was actually warmer than the outside temperature, but like, it's brutal, but I've never had to eat grass. That's crazy. That's Especially that's, without getting paid extra. You got that under contract. You always get paid extra to eat grass. You know, it's, I, I noticed it's, um, you know, I, I don't know how to discuss this, but you know, some of this stuff is in the longer cut. So right. if somebody's listening to this podcast and they watched like a, a rerun of it, yeah. they might not have seen the LCI, which we call the, the long cut. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Long cut iteration sounds good to me. I don't know. But yeah, so that's, in, so that would, that would be cut out the, uh, that, that section. I know Dan cast is also in that LCI. Huh? Yeah. <gasps> that's LCI. That that's my favorite moment of the show. Yeah. That sucks. You know what? <laughs> F this show. <laughs> I say on the podcast. Yeah, it, it, I, maybe not all of it, but part of it is definitely. Well, it, you know, that's cut out it's probably runs. to reward. It's to reward the super fans that watch it the first, the first time. It is. Yeah, you gotta at least DVR and watch it. You know, with all the the fun footage in there. So don't wait for reruns, fans. Watch you know, it. Not gonna, you know, who's not going to get cut out is Bridget. No, no, Bridget won't get. Oh cut my it's, god! It's funny because we have, a, you know, we have a producer Bridget, so it sounds legit. Like Sal's like, yeah. oh, this producer Bridget's going to come out. <laughs> it's Cato as Bridget, which is I, I'm not positive if that's a name that that a lot of men, like Casey is a is a boy or girl a unisex name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Brid, yeah, Bridget's pretty squarely a, a Irish. But I'm into name. it. I yeah. actually, I don't know. I, I, if I had a, you know, if I have a boy, yeah, it's fun. A Bridger, maybe. Bridget. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. I can't believe Sal got through that turn. I was very surprised, pleasantly yeah. surprised. It was great. And then just diving into this next one, the out of tune where the guys play kids TV show producers. Uh, I I really enjoy anytime the guys are going head to head with two terrible ideas that the other guy made from, and they, they just have to make the best of it. And like the illustrations are great. There's so yeah. many great ones that uh, we work with that get to do this. And uh, yeah, it came out really well. This is a nice mix of a few different uh, challenges that, we, that we've done because it's got elements yeah. of log lines, which is like yeah. where they read a bunch of different TV log lines. Right. And it's got elements of like, you know, the cologne, like where we did like crop dust, where there's like art attached. Originally, yeah. I think it was just supposed to be art and the, and the name of it. But then I think Murr was like, oh, we should also all, you know, write each other's um, log lines as well like right. for the, the thing. And so so that's really fun to like flesh it out with more because I think that log lines one is is a is a favorite. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I wonder if that's like one that like, you know, you know how like a lot of the fans love um, Cranjus McBasketball like with the different names. Mm -hmm. It's like a fan favorite, I hope that like log lines would be too, because that one cracks me up the way they, they read them. Like they cold read it and it's for the first time, you know, and they laugh. It's, it's, that's a fun one. The amazing tomato boy still, still always gets me I know. chilling with Mr. Broadway. We There's some really, I, I can't wait for one day. There's a show that was pitched as a joke on impractical jokers. It's going to happen, right? There's a million TV channels, streaming channels. Yeah. There's been stuff in the past, like inventions, like people have hit me up with inventions that were like the, 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 you know, the ones that we've made, like even like maybe even toys 
and they've been amazing. I'm blanking on it. It's definitely not Chinese spray, but yeah. but maybe it is. But yeah, I, I mean, I love like you saw it in the room, right? With like Camp Bears, the the kids like I might watch that like immediately. It's just like yeah, right. that's a show I, I could get into. I know that was by yeah. Oh, Christopher Sorrentino. That's the one artist. I don't know all of the artists on here, but I know Chris Sorrentino did that one. He's done a bunch of stuff for the show in the past. Well, what else has he done? The Super Live Adventure podcast. And what else has he done? (laughs) He's peed on Sal. (laughs) There you go. There you go. He does art, he does a podcast, and he will also pee on Sal at the beach. Yeah, he did that. He definitely peed on Sal. So, yeah, yeah, in the the quartet. Triple threat art. (laughs) podcasting and urination what a guy probably just one actual it's one actual threat and then two talents (laughs) (laughs) definitely Uh, um, but yeah i I agree i know i was gonna say like what i love about stuff that involves kids like a tv show for kids is that people get so invested same with like the the kids toys people are like i don't want my kid having this or like i don't want my kid seeing this or i don't think that's appropriate for children and this is a this is a great example of that yeah Oh, absolutely. And especially like this next one that was one that Murray was pitching out there, Rate My Mom. Yes. Oh my gosh. Was one that uh, you say it quickly and everyone's like, what the hell did you just say? And you're like, Rate, <laughs> rate My Mom, R-A-T-E. And like, oh God, okay, sure. We'll do the art for that. Uh, but that was one uh, that was always uh, me to over enunciate that one. Uh, we and- made a lot. We also made a lot of these. Like, Like the guys had a lot, you know, and us had like a lot of ideas that were like, let's make a bunch like art made a bunch just in case. And um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll read one for you right here. There was queen age, cute ant nympho turbos where an evil queen, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think that's a teenage mutant Ninja turtles pun. (laughs) <laughs> stretched upon uh, an evil queen with a magnifying glass trying to burn four realistic ugly mutant ants with green bandanas on their heads a very attractive red-headed nymph in a maroon robe yelling from a hole in a tree were the oturbos or turbo power so that is just what the art direction would have been for that one it, it never got drawn up but basically that was like how the guys wanted to describe it to others uh to the artists rather so that it would then get put out into the world that way. Mm. Yeah, there's some really good ones. Uh, there's some case, we can't say them all because yeah. in case the guys want to do them again. Right, that's uh, true, that's true. I know because uh, the, the artist made some that were in the cut, but um, I, I know there is this one right here. I wouldn't mind you reading for me, Case. Uh, wait, which one? No, take your pick. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so well, what I had when I was really simple was Mark who moved to Boston. <laughs> and it was like just the kind of a boring thing. And it's just like the descriptions, like a 30 year old man in a sweater, hands in pockets, Boston landmarks in the back, in the background. And I just like one that's really boring. Yeah. And also I, I had a friend, Mark, who moved to Boston. So I, anytime I could throw an homage to a friend. Yeah. Um, another one that I liked that, uh, that came close. Oh, maybe they might do it. I don't know. I'll just say, I don't care. Is chess boys which was just an animated games of real time animated real time chess games. So it'll be like 30 minutes of like as much of a chess game as possible. So I, I like the boring route. I think like sometimes it's not, it doesn't pop as much, but it's just so boring. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Uh, I mean, maybe that was uh, the inspiration for the Queen's Gambit. I don't know. I think it was. A lot of people, a lot of people think it was. So maybe we have already made a show that became a hit with our uh, pitched ideas that didn't even make air. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many good ones in here. Then you go to <laughs> the next turn with Sal and Q, STFU mum versus Grim Grab. Yes. Not- yeah. This and uh, immediately the woman's like, uh, uh, you know, like please don't 
have a have a show where you're like telling women to shut up, yeah. shut the shut the f up. Which I, you know, again, it's like it's it's a perfect thing. It's like a it's a kid show, any show really, but a kid show is like you know starting them young on misogyny. <laughs> yeah, and so also, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say this too, case. This just reminded me and talk about this. Was, this was the last day before we stopped uh, filming in March last yes. March. This was on yes. March twelfth last year. This was uh, the last bit that we did. Okay, so this is so funny. I, I, I not funny. It's, it's, it's just interesting you bring it up because I have like a visceral moment of talking with the crew and we were all like, cause we were kind of like, we're going to go until we officially get shut down by like, you know, the city. Cause we didn't right. know what the, what this would be like. Right. And I remember us talking about it and being like, I think things are really going to change. And then flash to now or flash to like, even just a few weeks later where, you know, everything just shut down or not, not even a few days later, the next day, literally right. the next day. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's just, it's just fascinating that when I, that's the, that's the moment before that happened. And I remember like, there was this sort of like, there was something in the air like that week because there was a lot of places that were like, like one by one kind of yeah. close down. But um, it was interesting that our show like continued. And even then we were, we were trying to do things that were like, like, you know, groups like this that are a little bit spread out, you yeah. know, even though they're sitting next to each other, there's, there's some distance. We knew right away to do that. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just so interesting that this season is going to be mixed like between pre and, and post. And it's just like, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's landmark in my mind. Like what show, what other show has this and it can have this. Yeah. Cause we're just out filming with the general public. Right. And so right. it's like, you, you know, you always say like our show is kind of also like a time capsule of New York in a way yep. we've been yes. on now for nine seasons. So it's like, you go back to the early seasons and you just see like different like fashion trends on people and uh, you know, the guys too. I mean, their look has changed a lot over nine years for sure. And yeah, this season, I think again, like, you know, it, it you're going to like last episode, you see some masks already in the grocery store. You, catch it a few other times uh during it like i said we try to film uh the the bits that we've shot during the pandemic without uh, our marks wearing masks but there's a lot of things we have to do to get that to feel like a comfortable situation for people and it's a lot of testing it's a lot of safety measures like that doing safety checks temperature checks all like that uh before they come into the room uh but yeah this was the last one before uh, we broke. Shay, you remember what our second meal was oh yeah my favorite <laughs> pizza that's right it was communal pizza it was it just was open boxes of like communal like just take a slice everyone which is like so funny that like you know that's should be normal you know but like we were de we've been dealing with like you know yeah you know different times and it's like it's funny though to think you know like everything every little every aspect is is oh, you know changed yeah we're not playing any games at the buffet anymore we're not taking food <laughs> from people's plates anymore i don't think a buffet is going to exist for a little while yeah right it, you know yeah, there's I'm no not, more pizza i'm not too disappointed <laughs> a buffet i make is where i make my most <laughs> buffet is where i make all my mistakes <laughs> i mean just keep going up they're delicious i i miss the sizzler i don't think they've been around for a while but i used to call the time as a kid wow, the sizzler yeah man Oh, I yeah. Them. I love those guys. Bring them back. But, you know, that's going to be a tough one. We were uh, even talking about in the office, even just in the office, like I had come back from lunch with like just a bunch of, of like fried chicken from this place called Fuku that we loved that was down by our office yeah. in a financial yeah. district. And me, Joe Ambrosio and Megan Rico were like basically passing around one piece of, of fried chicken, like biting off different sections of it because it was so good just to share. I mean, it's like that's, I mean, that's disgusting. What, like, yeah, you know, just 
chain chicken just like <laughs> at any time in your life at any time at any time in human history yeah oh man at different times man but yeah this ju- sorry to jump back to the the uh, the bit that we were shooting with hell yeah stfu mom and grim grab grim grab's winning that but i will watch grim grab all day all night that show has to get made can we make that happen can the guys make this happen now? i think i think q might love grim grab now so much that he might just take it take it with him. He's owned it and it's his now. And he left being like, I love Grimgrad. You guys yeah. gave me a layup. Dude, how good are the marks reacting to this? That The guy called it out perfectly when Q's talking about Grimgrab and he's talking about, uh, you know, he eats kids, both good and bad. And the guy's just like, wait, he has no moral compass. Like what is the <laughs> point? It was like, we were getting like film school critiques from these marks. They were fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a good bit. I, I, I wonder if, yeah, I hope we get to bring back cartoons. I we should do that again, but now moving on to the, uh, the old punishment here. <laughs> so we opened the season with my dog after your dog, which we were like, are we going to, they're going to network's going to let us open with that. Yeah. And then, so the second one is catheter and Mer's penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is very, unusual i guess like again i mean just in terms of thinking about like all right like i i remember we can watch the bits right case like we can yeah. watch it from home yes um like like via zoom right yeah and so we're watching that bit via zoom and i, I forget what happened but my wife asked me something because it didn't look like i was working i was just kind of like watching tv so she she's like what's up like, oh sorry uh, i gotta be paying attention Mer's about to get a catheter and she's like wait what? <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, he's about to jump on a zip line. She's like, wait, wait, go back, go back, go back. Your boss is like getting a catheter put in and jumping on a zip line. I'm like, yeah, that's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, I don't know how to say this. This is like for our inner circle here. But when the guys come up with punishments like this and we talk about, when yeah. we talk them out, of course, there's always a little bit of like, is this going too far? But then after the punishment, Murr is like so happy that we're like, this is why we pick these punishments. He's like, <laughs> he literally goes, he goes, he goes, oh, that was really good. That was a really, <laughs> that was a really good one. It's so funny. Cause like, and the guys know that they know yep. like, oh, like it's painful. It's like, it's embarrassing. But then afterward, he just loves, he just, it's, it's like, it's like LeBron watch, you know what I mean? Like even a game, even that game after he loses, he's like, that was a great game. You know, he's probably a little upset, but more upset than Murr would be. But like, there's something about like, he, he loves the game of impractical jokers. He loves the coming up with punishments yeah. and like getting people that he's like, oh, you guys got me good. And there's a lot of well done, well done guys. He was saying quite a lot during that. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you can't do this to all four jokers. I'll say that. I don't think you could do this to all of them, right? No, I, I mean, I, I, mean, no. I don't think so. I think, I, I think. Th- here's the thing: you're allowed, you are allowed to refuse a punishment. You just, you, you know, you. The idea you, is that you would qu- have to quit the show. You have to right? quit the show, right? Right. Yeah. But I think that they know, you know, they know that Murr is not going to quit the show for something like this. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's, I think skydiving was worse for him. There's other ones that were like definitely that in his mind were, were worse, and this one. It's oddly enough, like, I think Sal would quit the show. <laughs> I don't even think it would be funny if, if it was one of the other Jokers. It's like, true. Because it's Murr, it's so f-ing hilarious. Yeah. I agree. He's and a great just, sport. And just the, the idea that Melissa has to take it out. Like, you know, originally we were like, <laughs> well, Melissa should put it in. And then she right. was like, well, no, because like, <laughs> as much as I'm a nurse, like I, you know, there's a certain amount of training that you need to do that. And I'm nervous, right. like there's cameras rolling, but she was like, oh, but I'll take it out. 
<laughs> yeah, so we get Dr. K, who wisely does not use his whole last name in this. I think he's looking to keep his board certification. So just Dr. K comes in, puts in the catheter on Murr. And that, I mean, that moment is yeah. bizarre. We saw all of it unedited. I mean, we didn't see the catheter go in, but like just the guy's reactions. It was a while. Like they felt bad. Like she, you can tell even in the, in the cut, he feels legitimately bad for Murr. And then yeah, was, make an eye contact. Yeah, make eye contact. I think just trying to lighten the mood there because it was like, I think there was a, a thought that went through Q's mind of like, what have we done? I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people who are like, this is crazy. This is too far. And I, I get that, but I'm also like, hey, you know, it's no. season nine. We gotta, you know, we gotta yeah. go for it. And when I say go for it, I mean, Mer's penis. Um, <laughs> I, I love that when we told Dr. Frank, we were like, hey, Dr. Frank, uh, we have a punishment and we, you know, that we want to use you again for. And he's like, oh, sure. Well, of course. And we're like, we want to give Murr a catheter. And he's like, <laughs> no, wait, you're not, you're not serious, right? And we're like, yeah, we are. And he's like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't think we're at that level. I think we're past the level where I could do that. Right, because they're good friends. They go to dinners together and like yeah. hang out. Uh, I think he was probably at Murr's real bachelor party, right? So it's like I he doesn't want to like ruin the friendship. But a prostate exam, no he'll problem. do it all the time. I mean, that's you know he's doing his due diligence as a good doctor. I hope that <laughs> I hope that you guys got as much enjoyment out of when Doctor Frank popped up and and put that glove on as I did in the moment when we when we were watching that. I, I mean, I lost my mind. It was one of the funniest things. I, I, in my, like when it happened, I was like, that's the thing to beat in the show's history. We were dying laughing. I wish they left in the raw, like of how long the guys couldn't compose themselves. It was off the charts in case, like we talked about earlier, like he's not, he's just waiting underneath, like whatever the hedges or something. Yeah. And then he just hears like, go, go, go. He hears his cue and pops up. He's a, he's a doctor. He's not a comedian. And he's like, does the funniest thing in the episode. It's so great. It's something out of like a naked gun or like airplane movie. It's like so farce. Yeah. It, it was great when he popped up, man. Yeah. And then just like the, the, the glove, the shot, that was the perfect shot. Like, you know, sometimes you film these, sometimes you hope that it's going to look the way you want it to. And just like the way that it looked in the camera was so funny. Uh, Sal, like they all lost it, but it's, it's so funny. So I, I got, um, so that was filmed at Murr's house. Yep. It's hard to understand because there's a zip line, but Murr put a zip line into his house. And now if you watch dinner party, you've seen like, you know, he, he's got like his little Murr farm and he's got his pool <laughs> and he's got a zip line. He moved out of the, out of the suburbs or he moved out of the city and past the suburbs and got, you know, got himself a few acres. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, it's, he's really setting up like a little like a uh, fantasy land for himself over there. He's got the zip lines kind of like home alone. Yeah. He's, he's definitely uh he's definitely Michael Jackson and he's got his Neverland. Ranch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he deserves it, man. He's been punished every day of his life for the past yeah. nine years. <laughs> he needs a break from, from it all gets to go home and just relax. And really it, it seems like the only place that would have been safe. And even yeah. now it's no longer safe. The guy, are breaking into his backyard and messing with them. It's funny that it's at his house, right? Because like, you know, uh, you know, imagine if you will, James, Phoebe takes a catheter out of uh, your urethra (laughs) and then the crew leaves and then it's just the two of you again. And you're like, uh, uh, that was, so that was, that was weird, huh? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do for dinner? Like, yeah. when, you know, when do you go back to regular stuff after that? You know, <laughs> I, would, I would just be asking like, does it still work? Like what happens now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I pee normal? And, yeah. Uh, 
but it was. Case, awesome. was that the was that the first thing we done after quarantine? Was it the first? I think no. I think there actually was another one that's going to be coming out that I yeah. think was in the trailer, which yeah. will reveal. I think right. If you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we have another one coming up that was also. Uh, it's yeah. so funny. We have so many secrets and stuff that we have to keep from them. Right? It's like, and then from like the viewers, it's like things like, cause you know, we, we don't shoot sequentially all the time. So it's like, yeah, we just, uh, we always like are wary of like spilling the beans, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, I- also, I'll say this. Uh, we hear this all the time. Like, and I, we agree with you. What's with the blurs in the beginning of the show? You know who's getting punished half the time. This one I thought was harder than most, but like last week, it was definitely Gatto. It was like <laughs> Gatto, it was like his face is blurred, but he's wearing his wedding ring. He's like talking like himself. He's wearing, you know, what is it? The uh, the la- lavender shirt of love. What's he call mm-hmm. that shirt? Yeah. It's, yeah the, yeah, the lavender shirt of love. Yeah. I, I think it's for new fans or, you know, not, I guess there's no such thing as a new fan. I mean, I guess... That would that would come after watching a few episodes. New viewers, right? It's for a new viewer who would, and I think it it's it's built into this tease factor. Like right. when you're watching something, like when Chopped is like, and you know, and and whose dish is on the chopping block, and they pick it up and it goes to commercial, right? There's something to like, oh, I actually want to stick around past commercials to watch this, and not that there's a commercial break, but you're like, well, I want to stay to the end because I want to see who that is. But once you're like, you've watched like you know, a handful of episodes, you know, their body types and stuff, and you could probably yeah. sniff it out. But I also think it's history. It's like, if we started just le- letting it out there, people would be mad at that too. I know. It's just like, is there a better way to do it? Can we completely blur them? It, it, they're, I, I don't know. I, it, I would how, lose the whole you, thing. Yeah. I would how lose you, the, I would lose the whole, I think it goes warning, you know, and it does yeah. the intro and then it goes, and it shows the guys and then we're into our first challenge and then like let's just like more room for for the funny stuff you know i don't disagree because it's like how do you tease the catheter punishment without like do you just show what a catheter is like just like it's like a commercial like hey for like 9.99 like just like pops up on the screen like the product itself and it's like which joker is getting this like i maybe Mm. You know, that, anyway, that's a small gripe I have with like the beginning of the show. It's like for the for the fans that are like, don't I don't want to know who gets punished to the end. I feel like 50 to 90 percent of the time they can guess it. I would say the, the show should be like this. We got you got warning and then we got, you know, and then it's just the rest of it is just impractical insider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> it's just all behind the scenes, you know, and no commercials at all. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Now <laughs> that's been replaced by the LCI footage we talked about before. Yeah, Dan, all, Dan all, it's all LCI. We should make a yeah. show that's just called LCI, uh, Law and Order LCI. But um, a fun fact is, I was just talking about that, you know, that the Jokers, the Din and intro, right? Yeah. So the theme song of our podcast is the original Mission Uncomfortable, which, you know, some of the fans know that that was the original name of Jokers up until. You know, I'd say we, we've edited eight, epi- like the, the original eight episodes of this, of our show, Practical Joker season one, had this theme song in it. The new one? Do- the new theme music. The one- yeah, not the, not, not the stuff on top of it, but just the music. That's okay. like, you know, like, like that, whatever our, you know, our theme song is. That was, that was the one that I pitched because Sal like asked some friends to submit songs. And this is for the pilot. 
And I submitted it. They, the, the four guys loved it. That was the first thing I did for the show. And then Sal was like, do you want to come on, you know, as a, you know, in the capacity of like a producer and help out. And I was like driving bands in season one, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, you know, it was time to switch up the theme. Let's go back to the, to the original. And this, that was the theme that we had from, uh, from the, you know, they, they did a, they edited a lot of episodes with it. And then eventually I think true TV was like, yeah, let's try out this other one. <laughs> I'm glad we did in a way. It's like, that's cool, man. I didn't know that this, the theme song was from mission uncomfortable. That's great. Yeah. And it almost made it, it almost made it to air. Like it was so, so the way it worked in season one was we had eight episodes that were greenlit by true TV. And in the middle of filming the eight, like around, like, you know, we were halfway done with it, or even maybe a little bit more for that, those eight episodes True TV ordered a back order, which was like, you know, we loved. It was a big celebration. They ordered another eight. So we had 16 episodes in the first season. And we were very excited about that. And uh, as we were editing it, like, and they were, you know, uh, uh, you know, evaluating it, they, they made other little changes. And one of the ones they wanted was a, like, a, I think I think they wanted a theme song that had more um, stems or really, you know, like like little elements that they could pull in and out for different sections. Whereas yeah. mine was a pretty crude just recording that I did on my own, like I do all of my music. And this was something that was like factory made, you know, or whatever. So I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't heartbroken. I don't, I feel like everything on that you make for TV is going to get cut at some point. Don't you feel that, feel that way, James? Oh, 100%. And actually, Casey, I think we can talk about this. We can talk about it, right? Because it's airing. Right now, Joe Gatto is uh, going online and doing yes. a little thing called uh, Good Day Mates. We'll see yes. how that plays out. Maybe maybe it's part of Impractical Jokers. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, but like, yeah. So if you go to the website, you might be able to catch it. If this podcast goes up Thursday night, like in like the wee hours of the morning after the episode, you might be able to catch Thursday, but you can definitely catch Friday, 2.30 a.m. Eastern time. You go to gooddaymates.net. And, and you could be uh, a part of Impractical Joker history. If it's, if you're, if you're now, if you're listening to this, like a couple of weeks after the episode aired, you might've missed your chance. You missed your window mates. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a fun little thing that you're telling people about James. Yeah. They can go on, they can check it out. Uh, and you can see what Joe's doing. If you've been watching, you you would have watched him read some uh, some traffic, some weather, some local stories, play some didgeridoo nice. uh, all down under. Um, and nice. the, the thing I was going to say, though, Case, was you made a really catchy song for Good Day Mates. Oh, yeah. That is, uh, I, it was another song that I think just isn't, it, it's not going to be anywhere. <laughs> but, I got to like, give credit where it's due, though, because Joe and Bergio actually made the music. So, you yeah. know, Joe, Joe and I have been working together forever, and um, we made a bunch of songs we've been making a bunch of songs this last season and uh there's other ones you're going to hear that he made but uh i did the i did the voice on it i like added right. my vo which is very expensive he had to pay me a lot for that right um but joe and Bergio made the music and it is great music we had a bunch of alts too yeah it's really good it's like a fun men at work land down under parody i guess you would say yeah uh yeah it's really fun can we throw that onto this oh podcast? you want to play that you want to play the, the wake up song yeah can can you play it yeah uh, yeah i think we probably can i'll i'll, I'll make sure to send it along and right. if we can play it drop it here
All right. And that's the song. And uh, I think we're out of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're out. Yeah. Again, check out Good Day Mates. Yeah. Not good. It's G double O D, not like good day. Uh, we, we couldn't get that one. So it's good. <laughs> daymates.net and check it out. You can watch uh, Joe Gatto at 2.30 in the morning Eastern time this week. Yeah, well, this has been so much fun. Make sure to you know, follow us. I'm uh, at Casey Jost on uh, pretty much everything. Um, at Mick James McCarthy. And I'm at Shay Starchild. That's right, at Shay Starchild. And Shay. Uh, if you have any Just questions, make job. sure to hashtag Joker's Podcast. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Very excited for the rest of the season. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Take care. And uh, we'll see you next week. Good day, mates. The official Impractical Joker Podcast.